0: I the future. I the future. from the vegas strip here's rj bell
1: i'm rj bell with the sports betting headlines for friday The Chiefs, with an amazing win and maybe even a more amazing cover, Kansas City is now the Super Bowl favorite, the number one Super Bowl favorite, right where they started the season, 450 with Kyrie back are also now the NBA title favorites even though they only have the fourth best record in the league they're plus 260 no other team better than 6 to 1 and we're going to be recapping all no recapping previewing previewing all the NFL games every one of them including the time changes the day changes and all the covid news and everything else here comes a 4 hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more
0: I the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
1: You heard it live on a Friday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. What a game on Thursday. What a game. And another overtime cover for a team laying three or more. It used to happen a couple times a year. Now it seems to happen about half the time. Sports batters listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. We got about two hours of show to jam into one hour, so we'll get right to it. The fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoff.
2: Thanks, R.J. Happy Friday. The Chiefs win a thriller over the Chargers We're in overtime. We're starting there,
1: baby. We're starting there. All right. Thursday. Well,
2: let's get there. The, the L.A. Chargers... Fall to the Chiefs, 34-28 in over- overtime. Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey for the game-winning
1: touchdown. Yeah, and again, the line was f- three-point favorite uh, for Kansas City. The entire game, I mean, I'm just looking at it here, the score. The entire game, uh, the Chargers, w- was there a point they weren't up in the game? I mean, were they down at any point except the last one? No.
2: Yeah, in the first, uh, first quarter there were. Up 10-0, oh. actually. Oh, that's true, yeah, early in the game.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 10-0 to start, because uh, Chargers had uh whole oh, look. Imagine that, downs. I mean, how many times are you going to go for it? Three times the Chargers gave it up on downs. Yeah. I mean, at what point is this maybe a little too aggressive?
2: I mean, if they kick a field goal on one of those three times, there's not overtime. And these choices – that are being made by the Chargers. It's kind of odd because in some of these situations, they're so aggressive, and then at the end of the game, they score a touchdown, they have a chance to go for two and make it a nine-point game, and they don't. So it's like the analytics matter sometimes, and then sometimes, eh, let's just go with our gut.
1: I mean, look at this. They're, I mean, the first drive, the Chargers are on the five-yard line, get zero points, right? And, I mean, <laughs> and then the next time – The Chargers do it. They're on, is that right, the one-yard line? Yeah, yeah. Ouch. And then the Chargers, uh, they say, you know, let's just do it one more time on the 28, and then Kansas City does it once. Now, you know what we got to do, we got to start doing, and people just aren't doing this. No one is that I see, but, I mean, people may be. We got to be looking at how many times they make it. Because it's easy to say, hey, they missed it three times. How many fourth-down conversions did the Chargers have? And then the question is, you know, considering how the distance that they're fourth and whatever, we can look at say, all right, uh, this year or in the last five years, teams are making this distance 40% of the time, 60%, whatever it is. And then if they're above or below that, can tell you how much the downs affected things, uh, but obviously, if they kick one of those field goals, you know what I'm thinking? It doesn't go to overtime. That's it. All right. So what is your main takeaways here? Uh, let's start with uh, with Kansas City.
2: I felt like Kansas City, that was the best their offense has looked against a too high safety team. Uh, Mahomes is still not Mahomes. He's still 13, giving the ball but, but away. Hold
1: on a second. 13 points into the fourth quarter. Yeah. But so what I'm saying is, is that is that really? I mean, they scored their 19th point with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. So, with with literally three and a half quarters plus, they had 13 points. Yeah, is that is that their de- offense looking? That's great? not what they now, look I, like. I do listen. I don't want to make a big deal about at that point having under 20. Nine <laughs> and a half, but go ahead, guys, Which I had as an impromptu bet.
2: Yeah, it's not as good. I mean, it's not as good as what they've been against the Raiders, certainly, and it's not what they've been the last it's, couple it's years. Low average, but it's what they've. It's better than what they've been against
1: other teams. Points in up to the eight. You know, with three and a half quarters is not better than what they've done. That's true right so now the
2: qua- and the two, the two last two touchdowns both came on huge like uh huge plays that were basically broken plays with long touchdown
1: scores okay so um hmm okay
2: the kelsey t- both kelsey touchdowns were on huge like explosive plays
1: yeah yeah so it looks like um just looking at the drive chart here uh it looks like Kansas City went 75 yard for that first touchdown they went 75 yards, and uh, it was uh, on 11 or five plays. So obviously, there was a big one in there. Took a minute 45. And then the second time, they went 75 yards again in eight plays. Well, look at the end of the game. So when the Chargers get the ball with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, Mahomes just threw an interception, right? And it's uh, 14-13 Chargers. They score a touchdown. And then it's another touchdown, Kansas City. Then the Chargers score a touchdown. Then Kansas City scores a touchdown. Punt and a half touchdown. By the way, the
2: Chargers' only punt of the entire game was that punt at the end.
1: Wow. (laughs) But think about this. I, he's starting uh, nine minutes left in the fourth. Touch, and this is alternating, obviously. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Punt, and then they had uh, three plays before the game or the regulation was over, and then touchdown. So it's almost like this is two different games. And, and you got to wonder, ever since I was a kid, it was like, why don't teams run the two-minute offense all the time? Why don't you know, because it always felt like the whole game is tight and then all of a sudden it's two minutes and it's like everyone's scoring at the end. I mean, it really – I don't know what to take from this. If this game wasn't on TV, if this game wasn't the Chargers, does Mahomes do this? This feels like a great player, and Mahomes is a great player, stepping up in the moment. Something the cousins doesn't do, you know. Something Stafford. And, well, we'll see. Andy <laughs> Dalton do, doesn't do, and you know hasn't you know historically. Obviously, you just wonder. It, it feels like that this offensive performance from Kansas City looked a lot like the other offensive performances against every other team but the Raiders, but it was Thursday, it was in front of the world. It was against the Chargers. And he summoned up the ability, like you said, a couple of big plays. But I don't think I get more optimistic about that offense. I mean, that's that. But that's your takeaway.
2: Like I said, it was it ideal. No, but it was better than what we've seen them do. Having those explosive plays—that's what's been gone from this offense in games that weren't against the Raiders. And the fact that they hit two of those big explosive plays feels lucky.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't on fire. Well, we, <laughs> <was, laughs> Mackenzie, what the heck you do? Yeah, it very
2: well could be lucky. I, like the fact that you say it does feel lucky. It felt lucky last night. It felt lucky for them to break that big touchdown. And, and how'd your prop bat go? Of course, it lost. I at mean, w- at what point
1: did it lose?
2: On, on one of those explosive touchdowns.
1: So you were look, were you on pace to go under He was like, at
2: 213 yards. So it was
1: under what?
2: 280
1: and a half. Mhm. Mahomes.
2: Yeah. So when that when that first touchdown to Kelsey happened with 7 minutes left, they he was at 213 and then he threw a a 79-yard touchdown or 69-yard touchdown pass.
1: It seems like you have a lot of bad beats. You do you ever? Oh, no. Do you ever get good beats or, or good wins? I mean, like like that. Like you're lucky. Like clean. Yeah, I got lucky. I,
2: there was one that I got lucky by a couple of weeks ago. But I beat it by a half but yard.
1: But you didn't mention it. No,
2: we did mention.
1: it. You didn't mention you were lucky. <laughs> of course I was. But nah, you win anything know. by a half yard, you're so lucky. what's your record way. right now on these prize? Mackenzie? What's the updated? Thirteen and ten. 13 and 10. What's he lost? Like four in a row? I think five in a row. Yeah, maybe. You know what I'm going to do to save the show? I'm going to give a prop on Monday. You take Monday off. Okay, done. All right. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah, all the overs. And and, and the funny thing is, you started losing when you started going under. I know. All right, so what do we, Kansas City's, how do you rate the KC defense? Oh, last
2: night wasn't promising. No, I mean they are good. They're not. They're not bad like they were the last couple years. They're good. Uh, They're. They're not. I don't think they're special.
1: Okay, and Mahomes ended up with 410 yards, and and you're talking about how you were unlucky. I'm not saying I was unlucky. I thought you did. No, I I said I was on pace. I was. I was looking good. Seven minutes left. It was 200. So he had about 200 yards in like seven minutes. Yes. (laughs) Wow. I mean, but in a way, that's what we were talking about yesterday. We said, if Mahomes is your problem, you're probably doing all right. If
2: he's the worst thing going for your team, you're going to be okay.
1: You just did a Fezzik right there. You (laughs) said exactly what I said, just in different words. Okay. But why? Uh, I don't know. I was was trying to make it more clear. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That was more clear? I felt so. Say say your version again.
2: If Patrick Mahomes is the worst thing going for your team, Uh you're probably a pretty good team.
1: Okay. The worst thing going for your team, you're probably pretty good. You think that's more clear than if Mahomes is the problem, you're pretty in pretty good shape? Yes. Really? I'll stand by it. <sighs> Should I turn his mic off for a while? <laughs> Feel free. Uh, no, this, this is excellent stuff, guys. Uh, 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 what do you mean? This is great radio. This is hilarious. Why'd you push that Fox sound in the middle fun- of it? It <laughs> might be funny. <laughs> All right. I'll say it one more time. If Mahomes is your problem, <laughs> you're doing pretty well, Kansas City. Let's, I concur. Let's flip, it, let's flip it to the Chargers. What's your takeaways?
2: Obviously, a disappointing loss. I would say that the defense – Is that right, disappointing when, loss? When Derwin James left the game – uh, I, I think things changed for them, and he like, obviously, like I said yesterday, I think he was a key what guy to of what the they game do. Was that? Fourth quarter, uh, hamstring injury popped back up, and he he kind of let them back into things. But overall, I still I still have confidence in that Chargers team. Justin Herbert, I-, I know you don't like him because he's handsome, but I I think Justin Herbert,
1: I don't like him just cause he's handsome. Like you do, but go ahead. I
2: think Justin Herbert. If I were, if you were redrafting the whole league, Justin Herbert's probably the second guy that goes
1: behind behind Mahomes. Okay, I think that you know a lot of people debating Burrow or, or Herbert. You would clearly take Herbert. Clearly, just better jawline. Yep. <laughs> yeah just, I like the long hair and more symmetrical yeah. his eyes and everything okay uh, that's A.J. Hoffman he, did, now have, did you ever pull the scam that you had like uh, business cards printed out that said like model scout never when you're saying like no. going around at the bars and say hey I just wanted to you know no I never pulled it okay because you could have I
2: think that's a Brad move he's not here to defend himself but that sounds like something he would have done he read books about that how to trick women <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> Well, you just blast people when they're not even around. Yeah, listen, we gonna do. Did you drink today? Uh, I don't think we're allowed. Just to drink. Coffee. No, Just coffee. just coffee. Just coffee. Mackenzie, you're gonna have to do. A, we're gonna have to get a breathalyzer installed <laughs> to start
2: my mic. Yeah, you know, how to...
1: it's like a car. Like, like a... exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So fourth downs to wrap up here. The Chiefs were 0 for 1, and their net EPA was minus 4.1. Points. So minus four points. Chargers were two out of five and they were minus six and a half points. So about two and change extra negative. So if they just, if they punted every time like Chuck Noel would have, Marv Levy, Vince Lombardi, <laughs> Urban Meyer, <laughs> Chargers would have won. Right? Yeah. It doesn't go to overtime if you have two more points.
2: <sighs> and Staley after the after the game said he stands by every fourth down call.
1: Well, what else is he going to say?
2: I mean, there's uh, there's been guys who said, you know, in hindsight I wish I wouldn't have done that. I uh, I will say this, USA today today uh put out a a, a story about right. the math on these things <laughs> and they say all four all four were the right
1: decisions mathematically. It, yeah, except here's the thing. Every investment in how the housing market in 2008 was mathematically the right thing supposedly. And then you know what happens is you change the numbers the coefficient and the multiplication, and all of a sudden it's not the right decision. You know how we know for sure that they don't know? Is that various people have very different numbers. Like, remember in the Tampa Bay-New England game? Yeah. And it was like one uh, next-gen stat said this, and the NFL said that, and PFF said this. And it was varying. Like, sometimes it varies by 10 percentage points. So if one is saying oh it's you know 4852 you know win percentage and the other one says oh no it's 3961 maybe they don't know right maybe they don't know and you could say well take the worst one and it's still a good decision okay fine maybe that is a way to do it but to act like one of the worst things you can do with math is act like you can measure something to a level of detail that you can't measure it because it gives you uh, an unwarranted sense of certainty. And I think that's the case even in sports batting, where if you're playing blackjack, you can know your exact edge if you're counting cards, if you play perfectly, right, which professionals will most of the time. Because that would take out all human element. Yeah, Well, it takes out any decision making, right. right? And the the whole, you know, they might say they have a 3% advantage with a rich deck or whatever. Or it's more with a rich deck, but let's just say overall. So they can say our bankroll is 100000 They know exactly how much to bet. You know why a lot of sports bettors go broke? They say, I'm 55%. And they do the Kelly criterion, which is it tells you how much to bet on each game based upon certainty of your win percentage, of your edge, and they end up hitting 54% and go broke. They literally will go broke because they're betting so much when the inevitable run happens, that one percentage point causes them to go broke. And you know what? That's why smart bettors do half Kelly is what they call it. They say, whatever Kelly says, I'm going to do half because I'm not sure exactly what my win percentage is going to be. But all of a sudden, we got two different numbers coming from the projections, and, and lo and behold, we're going to be told that the math is right. Uh, imagine if you had two accountants, and one of them <laughs> said, AJ, you owe 72000 in taxes this year. And then the other one calls you 10 minutes later and goes, AJ, you owe 48000 in taxes this year. That's the accountant I like. How, how, yeah. <laughs> but, but how sure are you going to be of those numbers? Of neither one. You can't be sure of either one. You ever think of starting a comedy podcast? I, mean, I
2: You know, what honestly, do- on our podcast network, you give me free reign yeah, outside of the that's Wednesday what night. Yeah, I'm saying. Work. I, I
1: want to see how the, uh, the ratings do. <laughs> I'm going to be very fascinated. When we come back, <laughs> the most popular segment of the week. And here's what we're going to do. No jokes from AJ. And we're going to talk about every NFL game. Give you a tidbit. You know something? We're not going to do the Tuesday, Wednesday games or the, you know, the Monday oh. game. So every Sunday and Saturday game we're going to do and our best bets. All that and more coming up next. But
2: first, he's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports
0: Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Outta Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with show. I disagree with protocol.
2: I'm R.J. Bowe. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to go through every game on the NFL board. They'll all be played, just not all this weekend, but we'll give you a
1: look at all the weekend games. Yeah, and my best bet is going to be on the one Saturday game. So it's going to be a standalone. Ooh, juicy, juicy. That'll be by the end, about 645 Eastern or so. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you. Thank you so much. Sincerely. From my heart and my mind. Both. And my soul. <laughs> and AJ, J- you want to thank anyone? J-
2: thank you all from my feeble mind. Only not, not feeble, my heart and just- soul. Keeping to myself, but thank you
1: for my mind. <laughs> uh, see, now that was funny. Okay. See, now that yeah, yeah, the the, the dice man stuff not as much. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, and the weekends are a great time to catch up with the podcast. You can just search for "Straight Out of Vegas" on your favorite podcast player or RJ Bell here in Vegas on the Strip. Fifty-three degrees. The neon is chugging
2: let's take a look at the buffalo bills 12 point favorites hosting the carolina panthers
1: okay so the question is the bills need a win very badly so you might think dedicated focused you got a focused favor but they have the new england patriots next week so think about this patriots tampa bay carolina (laughs) patriots Where's the flat spot?
2: Now, would you say that had they had they won those two games, this would be more of a flat spot? But because they lost both of those games, maybe they can't afford no, to have a flat because, spot.
1: Because when you're this big of a favorite, you feel like you're going to win regardless. And again, we're not when we say flat, we're not saying they're going to be drunk before the game. <laughs> you know what we're saying is is that they are going to maybe maybe go to bed at at ten fifteen instead of watching the last hour of tape on Tuesday night.
2: Here's why I disagree with that, John. Josh Allen was questionable this week with a foot sprain. He's they, they decided today that he is going to play this
1: weekend. They I think would, they would never not play their starting quarterback if he was able to play. I don't think there's any time, unless and you tell me a time, because we always try to say, well, maybe they sat Dak out here because they got a buy coming. No, let's think back to the. In my opinion, let's think back to the Drew Brees situation. A couple years ago, he hurt his hand. It was supposed to be six weeks or so, if I remember correctly. And it was going to fall right on the bye week. So everyone was like, hey, he can take seven. He'll be all ready for the playoffs. Or Teddy Bridgewater goes 5-0, and oh, if I recall. You know what? He actually played the week before the bye. You know why? Because he didn't want someone going six and zero. And I just don't see times the quarterbacks, especially quarterbacks, but I think any position group if they can go on the. I mean, you were around the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Did you see people not playing when they could? They that just chose not to.
2: No, but I do think like in this late season sort of end game, and where but, but they
1: they don't they are not sure to make the playoffs.
2: Then that's what I mean. I don't think that they believe they've got the mindset of we can just show up and win. No matter what.
1: Yeah, I didn't say that. But again, that's why I was very careful to say it's not that they're drunk. It's not that they think (laughs) they can play without their quarterback. I mean, they still would be favored. I mean, if you go uh, Trubisky to Josh Allen, I'd say six points. All right. So, uh, you know, they're favored by 12. Let me do the math. Oh, they'd be favored by six. So obviously, they'd still be favored. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is... You're always right on that. Well, you know, I I do have a finance degree. I hate when you say I'm not a math guy, because you clearly are. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We should get one of those, like the drum roll. All right. To me, I think this is inevitably a flat spot, but I think for Buffalo... I don't think they're going to lose the game. I think they're just not going to have that fever pitch. You can't, if you could have the fever pitch every game, you would, right? Of course. I don't think that I don't I've never seen a team that can. Now, have you ever seen an NFL team that doesn't have no. letdown spots? So, why do they have letdown spots? Because they can't physically and mentally stay focused that entire time, right? Right. So why would the bills be any different? You can't stay focused for uh, five games in a row, can you?
2: I, no, you theoretically you can't, but I, mean, totally I, I guess I, fever pitch, right? But I guess I feel because they lost those last two games, focus to me is but, not but then something that, that, that means I would say.
1: It's a choice. To. Then you're saying you're saying they 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 can't choose not to focus. So everyone else that loses focus is choosing not to focus. I think it's just human nature when you're driving. For example, at a certain point, you start kind of dozing off. I, I think there's limits to the human ability.
2: But if the last two times you drove, you got a speeding ticket, aren't you more cognizant of, this, of the
1: speed the next time you drive? You're, you're probably not. You're probably not as drowsy as you would be otherwise. But you're, there's still that human limitation. All right, Miami
2: Dolphins minus nine and a half hosting the Jets.
1: Okay, I played the Jets last week. Wilson, right now, the Trevor Lawrence and, and and the the Urban Meyer stuff obviously has has been a distract or dist- um, taking attention away from Wilson. Wilson is the worst quarterback in the NFL, and it's not even close. And he isn't getting any better. And Salah, the coach, it, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. So you might say, oh, the Jets are going to be focused. Yeah, yeah they've been focused this whole time <laughs> I actually have a pretty strong lean if not a like this is one of my three or four best picks Miami this is a team on a winning streak off a bye and remember that's a time you don't look ahead typically is is off a bye
2: the only team the only quarterbacks ranked ahead in PFF since Tua came back and took over the starting job Tom Brady Joe Burrow third best PFF grade in the league for quarterbacks The Dallas Cowboys, 11 point favorites on the road against the New York Giants.
1: Okay, so the Giants have Glennon, right? Yes. And he's a problem. 21.7 QBR,
2: very Zach Wilson ish. What's Zach Wilson's? I think he's in the 22s, but he's played a full season, obviously a little different.
1: So, which it's harder to be that bad for a full season?
2: Yes, very difficult to be bad for a full that bad for a full. So season.
1: you're saying that the, the the backup for the Giants who was <laughs> that was injured? What was his injury? A concussion. He was concussed. Yeah. So so a a, a scrambled brain. A, well, I wouldn't say that way, but I'd say a <laughs> mentally um, limited. Uh, Due to injury, backup quarterback is pretty much Wilson. That's Zach Wilson. Number two overall pick, Zach Wilson. All right, so Dallas Cowboys, they are – there's problems with the offense. There's problems with Dak. Now, to some degree, you can look at the offense and say, "Well, they had receivers out prior to last week, and you know, for quite a while, they had the left tackle out, and now the you know the running you know Zeke doesn't look good, whatever's going on there. Uh, none of the running backs look good. I think the offense. Listen, this is the same offense that was amazing." At different points early this year, you know, let's look at the Tampa Bay game as an example. So I'm not saying they can't snap out of it, but it's been too many games to act like the offense is fine. We'll see if it gets fine. I don't think it is. But the defense, now the defense has gotten healthy. Dallas might have a top 10, top 8 defense. No one expected that coming in the year. This is a defensive team right now. Don't forget it.
2: 7-1 against the spread versus teams with a losing record.
1: That's, That's a great stat. Now, what I would say is... Uh, if you like, if you want to play against the Giants, I think look at the Giants team total under because I think with Glennon and with that defense might be a good bet. The Green Bay Packers seven-point road favorites at the Baltimore Ravens. Okay, what did this line do? So, Baltimore was a two-point underdog when it was expected Lamar Jackson to play. This was last week before the game. The look-ahead line. Now it's seven. Now, the headline said, Lamar Jackson, limited participant walkthrough. But by all accounts with the line movement, it looks like he's not going to play. Or if he does, and I don't think he will, is I don't think he's that much better than the backup. Huntley has looked pretty good. I mean, I'm saying a very injured Lamar. Yes, yes. Would you say Lamar, at least based on what you're hearing, versus Huntley, do you think there's any real difference?
2: I think there's some drop-off, but not, not even, extreme. Even
1: with a, like a totally hobble, like he's dragging
2: – I think it's very similar to the the Baker-Mayfield-Case Keenum drop-off. I, I think it's – But
1: that's when they're healthy. You're saying there's only a modest drop-off, well, right? No,
2: when they're both healthy, I think there's a, a significant drop-off. But where Lamar's okay. at right now
1: – Baker-Mayfield, really? Okay. But let's talk Lamar and Huntley. Where he is right now, where he's right now, you don't know. You because, don't know. Don't even get play. But it, just assume he's worse than he was at the beginning of that game. Is is he really a drop-off to Huntley? No. I don't think he is. And that's why I think the market's pretty secure with the line Green Bay by seven, because it doesn't really matter if a hobbled Lamar's out there or a healthy Huntley. Now, obviously, Lamar, when he's healthy, is much better. The Pittsburgh Steelers tennessee titans we've got a pick 'em. now this would have been my best bat this is my second best bat and i'm going to give it to you first though
0: be sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific i'm aj hoffman he's rj bell
1: all right rj <laughs> sorry <laughs> got thrown there huh? i did let's try it. let's try... Well, let's do this we want to give you every chance Uh, we'll back it up a little bit. Hold on a second. I got the backup. Thank you. All right. right. Oh, here it is. Let's back it up.
2: I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. RJ Bell.
1: It's like, it didn't happen. Didn't happen. In my mind. It didn't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You actually got a, a pretty strong take on this situation with the, um, moving the games. What's your what is that?
2: I, I agree with what Dan said and what Mark Davis said about the competitive disadvantage. They talked at the beginning of the season that if you had to if a game had to be missed because of COVID, we were talking about a forfeit. And uh, we uh, don't let, know let, who all so vaccinated
1: let's, let, let's question that for a second. Okay. Is My understanding was that if the cause of the postponement was unvaccinated players. So it doesn't matter if there's two or three unvaccinated players, as long as that isn't the two or three that reaches the tipping point. So let's say they say, OK, we we're going to, we to postpone the game if there's a dozen players. OK, if there's 17 players... And there's three unvaccinated. The unvaccinated didn't affect the postponement. So it strikes me that they, there must be an element here of, hey, there's enough vaccinated players that have or they, that are ineligible right now that we are going to postpone the game. And thus it doesn't have to be a forfeit. OK, I
2: I guess I misunderstood the way they said it or I misunderstood interpreted the way that they said it because I thought thought if if there was
1: any unvaccinated if you
2: had unvaccinated players and a a, uh, basically you had to be shut down and you couldn't play your your game is scheduled then it was going to be a forfeit
1: okay well that would mean that anyone I mean is any I mean I think Tampa Bay was fully vaccinated but in theory but AB wasn't so (laughs) was any other teams fully vaccinated not that I know of so I don't think they were going to be forfeiting every game Mackenzie did you look at the records on that or look into the detail
2: Yes, if an unvaccinated
1: person causes the outbreak. Causes the outbreak. But, I mean, how do, yes. how do we find that out? That's called tracing. They, they do tracing. All right. And that's called science. <laughs> when we come back. Don't question it. We got a best bet in the Bulls, my best bet, and a couple more Sunday games.
2: That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Right out of Vegas! <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of the 5th Hour with Ben Maller along with my trusty sidekick David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the 5th Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry, in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever
1: you get your podcasts. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas, and I'm AJ Hoffman. Let's
2: take a look at Pittsburgh and Tennessee. A pick'em in Nashville.
1: Now, this line was Pittsburgh getting the points earlier this week, and obviously, if you look, ahead, it was two and a half on Monday. You could get two with Pittsburgh, one and a half on Wednesday. So, this has just gone down, down, and down. This was my best bet on our podcast um, that we do on Wednesday, release on Thursday. I pick Obviously, I like it a little less. Here's why I still like Pittsburgh: is Steelers. Are really focused. well first of all they still got a playoff chance right but they really want to give Tomlin that 8-8-1 and 1. they don't want him to have a losing record this team is going to be hyper motivated and they put up a heck of a fight against Minnesota after that start and now they've had 10 days rest in Tennessee this is a team everybody knows their offense has been limited without Henry but their defense was making up the slack if you actually look recently it hasn't been the case now listen Jacksonville last Week they are were in such a mess on offense. Uh, I don't even know how you account for it. But prior to that, they haven't been near as good. Tennessee on defense, twenty
2: nine points per game allowed the last two before that against the Patriots and the Texans. Not the known Texans as super offenses.
1: So I think Tennessee twenty nothing last week. It, it, it makes it deceiving that they're on track. They're not, and thus second best bet or my number two pick of the week, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville minus five. Hosting Houston. All right, this one's simple. When you have a coach that is relieved of duties, either fire, resign, whatever... The next game, and this is the last dozen years, seventeen winners against the spread, nine losers. Seventeen and nine against the spread. That's the most important part of this game. And the line went up. It was three and a half Jacksonville over Houston. Now it's five after Urban Meyer was fired. Arizona minus minus twelve and a half at the Lions. Detroit's a team that is that plays on guts, on intestinal fortitude. And you know what? Sometimes they just get burn out and tired. After the Rams game, it was kind of like their Super Bowl, Jared Goff's revenge. They got boat raced by Philadelphia the next week. And after their win, they got boat raced and there was COVID issues too against Denver. I like him here, Arizona. Yeah, they're in a similar spot to Buffalo. They got to win this game, but they got a big game next week. Detroit is one of my, you know, top three or four picks.
2: 49ers minus nine and minus nine and a half hosting the Falcons.
1: Falcons are the last team, number thirty-two in DVOA, the football outsiders stat. They have done well against bad teams, but they've been crushed against good teams. The 49ers are a good team right now, and because of that, I would lean pretty strongly that way. Now, it's a sandwich spot for them also, but I still think 49ers here would be my side. But what I know is, I don't want Atlanta against any good team. Denver, minus three, hosting the Bengals. This is what you call a trap game. It's traps. Barney at the bar is going to get trapped. You know what Barney at the Bar is going to say? He's going to say, well, first he's going to do this. And then he's going to say, man, I get Cincinnati, and I'm getting a field goal against Teddy, two gloves? Okay. Maybe AJ, you gobbled that up. I did if gobble I that up. Yeah, at two and a half. Yeah. Now it's three. Yeah. How are you feeling? It was the two most key, The most key number. It was.
2: The, yeah. It was already two point seven when we made our bet on the podcast. I kind of assumed it was going to three. That's really? Why I, really? I wished it was going to be so three. So you,
1: the, so you take two and a half,
2: assuming that it's going to. You three. pushed the button on me. Well, but, but you, that was one of your top three picks. It was. When you and you th- offered me to, to buy out of it and I still feel good about it at two and a half. I like the Bengals this
1: week. Okay, and why is that? I mean, just real quick. Uh,
2: I, I think that the Bengals are a playoff caliber team. Their point differential is plus 61 this year. Mm-hmm. I think the Broncos are still overrated and I, I I don't think the Broncos are a playoff team and this is essentially a playoff game. The Bengals are 50-50 to make the playoffs with a win. The Broncos move to 30% but are basically eliminated with a loss. So I think this is really kind of the first real playoff game and burrow's finger does not worry me 74 percent
1: passing last week i agree the finger's probably not a problem but to me this is when i call it a trap game the meaning of that is is that barney and freddie fanny pack are going to look and say man i can't believe that i'm getting um points with cincinnati even a field goal right now we know underdogs Don't get to public action too much. Barney doesn't like underdogs very much. Well, right now, pregame.com, if you actually look, we got the win or the bet splits, and the bet split on this game is 76% of the bets on the underdog Bengals. That's rare. It's a trap game. I don't like it at three anymore, but I lean Denver. Tampa minus eleven and a half hosting the Saints. You cannot d- dismiss how well the Saints play against Brady and against Tampa Bay. I think this is a it's scary, no doubt, but I think New Orleans is almost an autoplay.
2: No Sean Payton still an auto play?
1: I, I all the work's done before the game. I mean I, I think it matters, but not as much as you might think all
2: right let's get into your best bet. best bets your Appalachian bet. State Appalachian State Western Kentucky over 66 and you're, I, you're breaking the big games Appalachian <laughs> this is the Boca Raton Bowl Appalachian State big scoring offense uh, App State is going to try to stop the run Western Kentucky doesn't care they don't run this is going to be a high scoring shootout over 66 Appalachian State Western Kentucky
1: over so the Boca Raton game it, does that happen like at five o'clock Eastern? I think it
2: happens nine o'clock a.m. tomorrow uh, okay. Pacific time it's
1: kind of like 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 getting like the uh, white shoes early bird special in Boca Raton I think that's it all right my best bet's simple this line is crazy the Colts are favored by two and a half it is insane against the Patriots the line last week was the Pats favored by two and a half in this game what's happened since nothing because the Colts had a buy and the Pats had a buy, The wise guys are betting the heck out of – and this is a wise guy play, the Colts. You know why? They're looking at the stats and saying, oh, we're only going to count these games and it's the last – no, 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 no. And I also think if there's any team that you're going to split the season up, you're going to do it for a rookie quarterback, and he's been one of the top five EPAs, uh, Matt Jones. If you look at the last half of the year, I'm getting points. With Belichick off a bye, best bet of the week, New England plus two and a half. If
2: you miss any of today's show, including? Well, we every every game, baby. That's right. We're back at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time on Monday. And that's when we do a recap of all of the weekend action. Enjoy the Bulls this weekend. I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas! <laughs>